welcome to the Legal Marketing Studio, a podcast devoted to examining successful marketing strategies driving new business development at law firms from the largest international firm to the solo attorney. The podcast is a production of Picture More Business, a corporate photography studio with a core focus on the legal industry. I'm Michael Meyer, the host of the Legal Marketing Studio. In this episode, I am joined by Ethan Wall, founder of Social Media Law and & Order and author of the Social Media Guide for Lawyers. Ethan honed his craft for eight years as an internet attorney and keynote speaker, teaching lawyers about the effect of social media on the practice of law. Recognizing social media's expanding presence and the need for rules of the road, he founded Social Media Law & Order to advise lawyers, law firms, and leaders in the legal community as they seek to navigate social media, marketing, and ethics to achieve their desired results. Ethan, welcome to the Legal Marketing Studio. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. Great. So, do you, uh, Ethan, I know you, you do strategy uh, for uh, social media for law firms. Do you, you also practice an ethics law also? Is that correct? That's right. I founded the world's first social media law firm. It's the only law firm in the world that's dedicated exclusively to providing solutions to social media legal issues. So I'm a practicing lawyer for 10 years who has his own law firm and has a separate marketing company called Social Media Law and Order that helps attorneys and law firms plan, prepare, and execute social media and digital marketing strategies. Do you want to start here with a, a disclaimer at all that, that there's no legal advice and that this uh, might edge into attorney advertising, or uh, are we good without yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, look, we're on a podcast right now, and we're going to share some awesome information about building and growing a brand and using social media. Of course, I wear both an attorney hat and a social media digital marketer hat as well. So everything we talk about is going to be valuable. It's going to be useful. It's going to be things that you can apply to your practice. But what is it not? Not legal advice. Come on, it's a podcast for Pete's sake. But uh, enjoy, but don't take us into court. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a lawyer, so I'm definitely not giving any legal advice. <laughs> but uh, so here's what I want to cover during our conversation. I, I want to talk about what the digital landscape looks right now uh, in 2018 and sort of where social media fits into that, both for the legal profession specifically, but also a little bit more generally, because we're not operating in a vacuum when we're, when we're marketing law firms. And then I wanted to get into looking at sort of big picture strategic planning versus tactical implementation and what tools are available. And, you know, we were just talking, you know, before we, we started about repurposing content. And I do want to talk about content considerations in terms of creating content, using it effectively, and making sure that the quality is consistent. Uh, and then, you know, the big thing about social is in the engagement it allows and the ability to create audiences, to create communities, and then to engage with them. So I want to talk about how to do that best. And then, as we were just hinting there, uh, the ethics considerations you know, what, what do we need to make sure that we're doing in that social media sphere? Because it does create, at least it appears to me to create some very specific challenges for attorneys. Great. Let's do it. All right. So I just want to start, I'm going to let you run a little bit with, with what does the digital landscape look like right now? Where does social fit in? What are sort of the, not necessarily the best practices, but what are the best campaigns that you've seen? What are the best firms doing right now online and specifically with social? The digital landscape is everything right now, meaning whether you are in small law firm, medium-sized, big law firm, clients are using the internet to find attorneys, to vet referrals, and to figure out who they're going to pick up the phone and call next when they have a legal issue that they need help with. And since people spend more time 
on Facebook and any other website on the planet, more than Google, more than Yahoo, even more than the social media law firm.com, which I know blows my mind. But since people use social media more than any other site on the planet, it therefore stands to reason that social media plays a huge component. Um, however, it's really important for us to understand that Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, email marketing, search engine optimization, pay-per-click advertising, anything in the digital marketing world, these are all tools to accomplish a particular objective. And so there's no one-size-fits-all approach for using these types of tools and using social media. And so it's so very important for us to figure out what are our unique goals for our law firm, what are our marketing objectives, what are the tools that are going to help us to accomplish these objectives, and how can we use social media and digital marketing strategies to help us accomplish our marketing and business development goals. Because the digital landscape is not changing. I don't think that we're going to make a quick U-turn and go back to just traditional in-person marketing. I think as the internet expands, as different generations of people continue to use social media, it's going to become a major component. And so we're left with two types of law firms. One, are those who are using social media, using digital marketing to help accomplish their goals, and two, those who are sitting on the sidelines and leveraging their existing personal relationships and contacts. And right now, both of them may be successful, but one, two, five years from now, the second group that's been sitting on the sidelines is going to be left behind. And that doesn't mean that if you are a lawyer or a law firm that's not social media savvy, that you've got to spend hours on Facebook and plugging in all of your time and marketing budget only in the digital marketing. But it does mean that prospective clients are using social media more and more to get referrals from their colleagues, to check the background of, you know, even large firm attorneys and large firms themselves. And as people continue to turn to social media and the digital landscape to make decisions about who they're going to hire for a law firm, it becomes more and more important that we implement social media and digital marketing into our existing marketing strategies to make sure that our law firm can not only survive as the digital landscape grows, but can take advantage and continue to grow using and leveraging these unique technologies. You know, in there, I feel like in the past when I've heard firms talking about social media, it was because of an opportunity because no one was doing it. Uh, it was an opportunity because it was new. But now I don't. it's not new, and it's not that no one's doing it. It's, it's almost like it's necessary to be doing social media in some way or other. Is that fair to say that, that not doing it now is a bigger threat than doing it wrong or, or not doing it at all? Well, yes. Not doing it is definitely a disadvantage. Doing it wrong could mean a couple different things. I mean, if you're doing it wrong and it's not effective, then that's one thing because you're wasting time and money you know, doing something that's not producing results. But if you do it wrong from an ethical standpoint, that can be even worse than doing it in and of itself. We're going to talk about how the legal advertising ethics rules apply to social media use later on in the program today. So we'll get into that in detail. But when I wrote the Social Media Guide for Lawyers back in 2010, and updated it again in 2012. The question at that time was whether lawyers and law firms should be using social media to promote their practice. Now, in 2018, the question isn't whether 
we should be using it, but how we need to be using it to help promote our firms in a manner that's in line with our existing brand and our attorneys. And the reason why it's now how as opposed to whether is a few different reasons. One, let's say that you practice criminal law in Miami, Florida, and someone makes a referral about you and then a couple other people who practice criminal law in Florida. What are people naturally going to do today? They're going to search online and take a look at your law firm compared to the other referrals that they have. If you don't have a Facebook page or don't have a professional LinkedIn account, or you have one, but it hasn't been updated in God knows when, someone's going to think that either your firm is no longer in business, you're no longer active. If you're not responding to comments, you're certainly not attentive. It's not going to help you. Also, if someone is comparing you, let's say not even on social media, let's just look at a Google search because someone's going to say, well, maybe they won't search for me on Facebook, but of course they're going to Google you. And they take a look at your profile and they find you and they find your firm and they find that they know your phone number and your address and your hours of operation. And they look at your next competitor and they find the same general listing information for them. But that competitor has 25 five-star reviews on Google from past clients and colleagues, and you have none, who do you think is going to get the call? That's why I believe it's no longer whether we can use social media, whether we should be using digital marketing, it's how we should use it. Because if we're not using it, our competitors are, and they're going to get the competitive advantage. I can't tell you, Michael, how many times that I get a call from a law firm that says, hey, we with digital marketing and social media. I said, okay, great. What are your goals? What are you doing? Why, why do you need help now? And they're telling me because this younger, less experienced or new law firm or someone who has, just lacks the experience that they do are starting to land the types of clients that their law firm was accustomed to working with over time. And when they look online and see their digital footprint, they don't know exactly what the younger, less experienced lawyer is doing, but they know that they have an active social media presence, or they know that they're investing in pay-per-click advertising, or they know that when they search for criminal lawyer in Miami, their law firm is popping up in the Google search results higher than their firm is. They don't know what exactly they need to be doing, but they know that they're being outmatched in the social media digital landscape game. And so that's why I think if you're listening to this podcast and the question that you wanted to answer was, should my law firm be using social media and digital marketing? I think that the answer is clear. You know, in there, you, you, you keep tying social media and digital marketing together. Uh, and you also hint at kind of a, a relationship between the real world networking, the real world relationship building and these social digital tools. Is it possible to talk about social as something separate from a firm's uh, digital marketing or its broader marketing initiatives or, or attorneys' broader marketing initiatives within the firm? I think I, that they're not separate. They, I would say that social media is under the umbrella of digital marketing. So when I say digital marketing, I'm talking about anything that happens online as opposed to in-person networking. And of course, there's no supplement or replacement for building real relationships. 
But that doesn't mean that you can't build and continue to grow new relationships using social media and digital marketing. When I refer to digital marketing, I'm talking about things like making sure that your website is optimized for lead generation and conversion, talking about email marketing updates, pay-per-click advertising, search engine optimization, review and reputation management. Uh, these are all techniques or strategies that can be implemented that's going to help you in many different ways. Social media is also a digital marketing strategy, but it's things that occur on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And it's both the types of content and communication and engagement strategies that you might utilize on social media. And it can also mean advertising or targeted marketing using these platforms as well. The reason why I say that they can't be separate, Michael, is that if your social media and digital marketing strategies aren't integrated together, then they're not going to be particularly effective. Let's say that you have email marketing updates that you send to your client. Well, let's say that you are an immigration law firm in Dallas, Texas, and you currently have an existing contact list of 250 past clients and 750 uh, professional relationship or leads who have contacted you over time. So you have about 1,000 people that you're sending monthly email marketing updates to. And you continue to do that on a monthly basis. And you're also using social media and you're creating new content once or twice a week and maybe boosting posts to people who might fit the target demographics of who might need an immigration lawyer in and around the greater Dallas area and you're just posting that content on your Facebook page. And these two strategies, both your email marketing on the one hand and your social media marketing on the other hand, are both happening at the same time, but they're not integrated together, then you're not really utilizing them to your advantage. The key is to find out how can you integrate your existing email marketing campaign with your social media meaning perhaps that you create a lead magnet, which might be a five-page guide about the top immigration, uh, let's, say, let's say it's the top five changes that occurred in immigration law over the last two years since we've had a new administration come in. And you use this guide on social media to promote to that same target audience that you have. And you use your social media profile to invite people to download this free guide by simply providing their name and email address. And in return for receiving the guide, they're opted into your email marketing updates. And in that way, you've used social media as a lead generation tool to attract the right types of clients that you're looking for. And then you've integrated them into your email marketing campaign so that you have the ability to communicate with them one-on-one -on -one, as opposed to trying to constantly communicate with your target clients on social media where they may be a little bit distracted because your social media updates are appearing in the same news feed as all of their other friends and people that they follow. So while on the one hand, from a nomenclature standpoint, I might refer to digital marketing and refer to social media as two different things, I do think that they fit under the same umbrella and it emphasizes the importance of starting with a social media and digital marketing plan which is going to help you to determine how can you use each of these strategies to accomplish their goals and how can you develop a communication, content, engagement, and conversion strategy that's going to enable you to use these tools 
to accomplish your objectives and track them in a meaningful way. Well, you've, you've, you've transitioned and segued us right into what we were going to go into next, which is strategic planning and, and you know, tactically implementing on those plans. And I, I think that example really talks about, you know, implementing things effectively. But you also hinted at firms asking what are the underlying goals that they're trying to achieve with their marketing, with their social, with their digital tactics. So just stepping back to the strategy aspect, when you're working with firms or working with individual lawyers, what are the questions that you're asking them in terms of setting goals to build a strategy on? What should should lawyers or firms be thinking about before they send their first tweet, before they set up their Facebook page, before they do anything? What are the questions that they need to be asking so that they are building a strategy around real goals? The very first question every law firm must ask themselves is, what is your ultimate goal for marketing? Meaning, you want to start with the end in mind. And this should be a familiar concept for lawyers. Let's say, for example, we are a litigator. We've got a client that comes into our office and tells us about how they were injured, how they were damaged, and you're now putting together a strategy for how you're going to help them win their case. A good lawyer starts with the end in mind. They say, this is what I would ideally want to say in my closing argument that's going to persuade any jury or any judge to find for my client. And then I work backwards from there to determine what discovery do I need to conduct in order to collect the evidence that I need for admitting into evidence to use the closing argument? What witnesses do I need to identify and interview? And in what methods am I going to go about collecting or using this evidence in order to get to that particular closing argument? The same thing works with a transactional law firm. Let's say that a business client walks in and says, hey, I've got the deal that I want to negotiate. Here's the deal that I really want to get to at the end of the day. Well, You as a transactional lawyer are going to start with that ideal deal, best case result for your client, and then you're going to walk backwards and say, what are the different sticks or what are the different negotiating points that I can bring up along the way that's going to help me to get my client ultimately to that end deal? And the same thing works with marketing your law firm. You want to start with, who are my ideal clients? Where are they located? How can I help them? And what makes me unique and different from every other lawyer who practices my area of law that's out there? And when you start with that end in mind, then you can decide what digital marketing strategies that you might implement, what social media profiles you might want to use, what types of advertising strategies and tactics might you implement, and in what order do I want to implement these strategies. Does it matter whether a firm is a consumer-oriented firm or a more uh, B2B-oriented firm? Does size or location matter? I mean, are these going to be things that matter, or is the same underlying questions always going to be at the heart of that strategy? Underlying question is exactly the same. The difference from a B2B firm, a large firm, or a solo practitioner who's consumer-based are what strategies and tactics are you then going to implement help you achieve that particular objective because things like targeted Facebook marketing may be more effective for B2C type firms, meaning a firm that wants to attract family law clients, immigration law, wills and trusts, 
bankruptcy foreclosure defense, to name a few, where other law firms that might be more B2C may very well benefit from leveraging LinkedIn marketing and engaging in LinkedIn groups that have the types of target clients that they're looking to uh, attract and educate and establish themselves as a subject matter expert. Those strategies and tactics will change depending upon the firm, but both firms start with what's my ultimate goal and objective. Who are the ideal clients that I want to attract? And from there, we'll be able to then identify what are the types of content that I need to create in order to help me to accomplish my goal? What's the communication strategy, meaning how am I going to position myself within my communication so that it helps to persuade people that I'm the right type of attorney for them? What's the type of engagement strategy that I want to use, meaning on which platforms and using what methods are going to help best get me in front of that target audience? And then what's the conversion strategy that I'm going to execute? Meaning, I'm not just going to use social media to create content every once in a while, or I'm not just going to send email marketing dates, uh, updates once every two months willy-nilly and hoping something lands. Meaning, how am I going to convert those potential leads into clients either directly or over time using a drip marketing campaign or some other strategy? That's where things are tailored towards the specific type of law firm the specific types of strengths of that law firm and the types of clients that they want to attract. But the question of where do you begin is the same for everyone. What specifically does that social media strategy plan look like? We, you know, because it's not like having a meeting and saying, okay, let's do, we need to reach X people. We want to do LinkedIn. We're going to post twice a month, right? There should be a, some sort of written plan. I assume there should be something that is concrete. So when you work with your clients, what do you put together as that strategic plan? Do you have a, a document that lays all of this out? Or, or what, you know, what does it look like? We start with a social media and digital marketing assessment, which is a process that's going to help us to identify all the specific things that we've talked about generally and put this into a strategic plan for a client. So I'll kind of walk you through how this process works and what ultimately may go into this plan. So first, Regardless of the size or type of the law firm, the overall general strategy is the same, which is to plan, prepare, and execute. A lot of times law firms will say, I've got to get on social media. I'm just going to start tweeting and then figure it out from there. They go right into the execute phase, and they realize it's not effective. They get discouraged, and they stop. And it would just be the same analogy as I'm just going to throw up some discovery see what I get back, and then I'm going to figure it out from there. It's not effective. You want to think in the beginning and say, well, I want to put my request for production or my interrogatories or how I'm going to plan my deposition outline to select the type of information that I want. So plan, prepare, and execute in that order is the right strategy, regardless of the type of law firm that you have. Now let's start with social media and digital marketing assessment. What do we do to help identify our clients' goals and then put it into a plan? So through the assessment, we start with a one-hour discovery call where we begin by asking that same question that I posed to you earlier, which is, what are your ultimate marketing goals and objectives, and what are you currently doing to help accomplish those goals? And through that process, our clients are able to identify for us uh, the types of clients that they're looking for and what are they currently doing, because sometimes 
it's not the best strategy to start from a complete blank slate and forget all of the strategies that you're currently doing. Some strategies that you might do are working. We want to continue that or that they can be tweaked and improved. So we want to learn about what are you doing with your website? Are you doing email marketing? What social media are you doing? So we'll start by covering all the things that, that you're currently doing, whether they're working or not, and help us to evaluate that. And then from there, we want to develop your social media and digital marketing plan. So as part of that, I like to look at four different elements. The first element is communication strategy. Second is your content strategy. The third is your engagement strategy. And the fourth is your conversion strategy. So let's walk through each of those and how I go through the planning process. Let's start with the communication strategy. This has three elements to it. And the first element is who are your ideal clients? Second is how can you help them? And the third is what makes you unique and different? So in terms of identifying who your ideal clients are, uh, let's go back to the immigration law example. Or, you know, let's just switch it up so that we've got different types of listeners who might, might help us. Let's say that you are, I don't know, a foreclosure defense attorney in Los Angeles, California. And so your target audience is likely going to be homeowners within a certain geographic area of, let's say, the greater Los Angeles area. And you might look back and profile your ideal client and say that my average client is typically 35 to 55 years old. Maybe they're 70% male, 30% female. And you might find some other types of characteristics, like they all work in similar types of industries. So now we really have a good profile of who's that ideal client. Then we say, how can we help our clients? And we can help them through different ways. We might just say, yes, we're a foreclosure firm, but it might be helping them to save their homes or renegotiating their mortgages with the bank to alleviate payments. Or it might be restructuring their existing debt or utilizing the personal bankruptcy process in order to help them you know, receive financial stress. So we don't talk about just the area of law. What are the specific types of solutions that we can help to provide them. And the third thing that I want to identify under my communication strategy is what is your unique value proposition? What makes you different from every other foreclosure defense lawyer in the greater Los Angeles area? And that's a really important thing for you to figure out because sometimes people might initially say, well, I don't know what makes me different. You know, the same techniques or strategies that I might use to help my clients are the same ones that other lawyers use. But that's not true. You always have something that makes you unique and different. You might be a lawyer who's practiced for 35 years. You've handled thousands of foreclosure cases. You've got a wealth of experience. And so you want to leverage that. You want to leverage the fact that you have represented, you know, thousands of homeowners and help them solve their foreclosure issues so that when the client considers you versus someone else, they know that you're the more experienced candidate, you've seen it all, and that you've got the ability to help them. Or maybe, let's flip things up, maybe you're a new lawyer and you just came out of law school and you don't have a lot of overhead because you operate your firm virtually and you're part of a national foreclosure defense organization where you can tap into 
more experienced attorneys as part of your network. You can tap into a bank of resources that would enable you to offer a very similar quality of service to someone who's more experienced, but at a much lower cost because you have less overhead and because you're new. So what makes you unique is that you leverage technology to provide high-quality services at a lower cost than your competitors. This unique value proposition can go on and on, but you want to set these three things out first so that we know who we're going to communicate to, what are we going to communicate about, and how are we going to persuade them to what makes us unique. So the communication strategy will be figure out first. Then we move on to our content strategy, and that is we're going to be on social media. We want to attract our target clients to help them in the areas that we can and, and explain to them what makes us new and unique. The question is, how are we going to do it? Because social media only works when you have interesting content to share. So what content is available to us in general? You've got your website. Let's face it, most digital marketing and social media strategies are going to direct people back to your website. So if your website doesn't effectively communicate your types of services, how you can help, and it's optimized, but it's easy to convert a lead into a client, and that you can capture who that client is through Google Analytics so that you can remarket to them later. Then your website isn't helping you, but you want to assess your website. You want to take a look at what type of photography that you have, because when you're sharing posts on social media and you're just using text, it's not likely to attract someone's attention. But using professional photography in connection with your post is going to help to stop someone when they're scrolling through their news feed, read your post, and then want to engage with it. You also want to look at your video content. Are you able to educate people about who you are and how you can help and your unique background and experience and the types of clients that you've helped before? I don't have the statistics on hand, but I can tell you that people engage with video more than they engage with photo. It's just the future, in a way, of digital marketing. So you want to take a look at how you can use video content to help you out. And then the last broad category is kind of educational content. It's going to be blogs, white papers, uh, awards or recognitions, or perhaps you've been tried in a publication before. It's how you can educate your network through these different types of assets. So what you want to figure out at this stage of the planning process is how might I use this type of content to best engage my target audience? What content do I currently have? And then what might I need? So if I haven't taken professional photography in two years, I might make that a priority. If I have some great video content that I've already used, the question is, how is it featured on my website and how might I want to use it for social media? But figuring out what you want to do in terms of content is the second step. Third step is going to be developing your engagement strategy, which is on what social media platforms and on what type of profiles are you going to use to engage your target clients. And so if you're in the example of the foreclosure defense attorney in the greater Los Angeles area, and you already have a very large Facebook following, you might start there and say, this is a great B2C platform. I'm going to use both my personal social media profile to engage my existing friends and colleagues to educate them about what I'm doing. I'm also going to develop or improve my existing law firm's Facebook page so that I can run targeted marketing campaigns to the type of audience that I have. 
You know, alternatively, if you're practicing intellectual property law and serving small business clients in the greater Boston area, you might instead say, the better platform for me to start with is LinkedIn because I can find out who are the CEOs or C-level executives of small to medium-sized businesses in my area. I'm able to find out which LinkedIn groups and forums that they might be using that I can engage and network and interact with. So your engagement strategy is going to start with platforms and what types of profiles, both personal and professional, that you're going to use. And the final piece of the planning phase is your conversion strategy, which is how are you going to use both social media and digital marketing to help convert your target leads into clients. And this time is when you're going to analyze things such as your website's ability to convert leads into clients your existing email marketing campaign, how you can integrate that with your social media. Or if you don't have an email marketing campaign, what are the initial steps that you're going to use in terms of collecting your existing contacts and figuring out what your general messaging is going to be? We'll also take into account things like your reviews and reputation management. How can you use those five stars reviews on Google that we talked about earlier? How can you collect reviews from existing clients and how can you use those reviews to help let clients know that you're a great resource? Your conversion planning is going to be how do you use all the social media and digital marketing elements to help you use your content on the platforms that you chose the engagement strategy to execute your communication strategy that's going to help to address your target clients and explain to them why you are unique and how you can help them. Ethan, as you're going through all of that, I'm already feeling overwhelmed. And I imagine a, a solo attorney or even a, a small firm that doesn't have a marketing staff or even an admin staff maybe is going to listen to that and go, well, we just don't have the bandwidth to do all of that. When you get pushback like that, what, what do you tell clients or potential clients in terms of either prioritizing certain aspects of that or perhaps building up to doing that full spectrum of strategy and planning? How do you make it doable when attorneys only have so much time in their day and they really have to prioritize or they, the work that they have to do, the, you know, the legal work that, that really is the core of their business. The planning process is critical, meaning it might sound overwhelming in the beginning because there's so many different strategies and tactics that can be used. And the purpose of the planning process is to evaluate all the options and then decide of these options which are the ones that I'm going to prioritize and do first? Because you can only, you can always do more later. And so while the planning process might sound a bit overwhelming, because I've really talked about everything that you would want to consider as part of the planning process, you might leave this process and say, all right, I fit into category one, which means I want to execute it myself. And so all I need a digital marketing consultant to do or is to help me develop my social media marketing plan, help me evaluate all this, and then tell me what's my highest priorities and what I should do next. And from there, it might be relatively simple. It might be saying, well, you want to only use Facebook to just target you know, your foreclosure clients, and you're going to use your existing blog because you have already written out, you know, five to 10 blog posts about foreclosure. So you're going to use that content to target that type of audience. And your campaign is going to be directing people back to your website where they can hopefully convert into a client later. And that's all you start with. But 
it's hard to then figure out, is that the right strategy for me until you go through that planning process? On the other hand, you may have a law firm that says, you know, I'm too busy. I just want someone to be able to execute this for me. You still need to go through the planning process because you want to make sure whoever's executing it for you is going to be executing the right strategy. But what the planning process does, it helps you see the big picture. It says, here's our short-term goals and where we're going to start, and here's what we need to do in order to accomplish it, and here are things that we want to build and add on over time. The, the pitfall that so many lawyers and law firms do is they skip the planning process, or they make the planning process so super quick that they go right into the execution phase, and either they're wasting time and energy and effort executing a plan that's not effective themselves, or they're paying somebody to execute a strategy for them that wasn't thought out well. And so they find themselves three months or six months into a marketing contract, and they're spending $2,000 a month if they're not converting enough clients to not only generate a profit, but even cover the cost. And they get discouraged, and they get upset, and they get frustrated. And trust me, when I first started practicing on my own, I hired a digital marketing company. I threw a bunch of money thinking that they were going to help me to figure something out. After I spent $4,500 on a PPC campaign and generated zero clients or zero leads, I was frustrated as well. And what I realized from that situation was, one, we didn't plan things properly. They just sold me on doing PPC, but there was no effective landing page to bring them back to. And the ads that we were using to communicate to clients just weren't persuasive. And so we didn't go through that planning process and therefore it didn't work. So the plan is not really meant to overwhelm. It's meant to evaluate a prospective client's option and then choose the right ones. You think about it almost as, all right, a client walks in and tells me about a situation and there might be 10 different causes of action and 20 different witnesses that we want to interview, but if we were to approach the case that way, not only wouldn't be effective, it might be too expensive for the client to get their results. Instead, we say, now that we've evaluated the potential causes of action, we're going to focus on these three, because they're our strongest. And that means we only need to interview these four witnesses, and we know by doing that strategic planning, we now put in the most effective strategy for this client and this budget to help them get their results. Even though we could have gone and a much more shotgun approach, we now know this is the right one because we evaluated things in the beginning. And that's why, as attorneys, we charge for our time in terms of coming up with the right type of strategy and the same return on investment that the client gets from your time in evaluating the strategy is the same return on investment that you'll get in planning out your social media and digital marketing plan. Thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of the Legal Marketing Studio Podcast. Ethan was so full of good information that while I am loath to cut it so abruptly here, I'm breaking this episode up into three sub-episodes uh, so you can check out the other two to following this one. This one was focused on the state of digital in 2018 and the strategic considerations necessary for building a successful engagement on social media and in uh, the digital world more generally. So please come back and join us for episodes two and three, or parts two and three, excuse me, 
of this conversation with Ethan. Those will be posted uh, following this one in short succession on SoundCloud. And all three will be available on the podcast website, which is legalmarketing.studio. Note that there's no .com, just .studio. And as always, the podcast is a production of Picture More Business, a corporate photography studio with a core focus on the legal industry based in Brooklyn, New York, and serving clients nationally. Uh, Whatever your needs are, we would love to explore collaborative opportunities. That's all for this episode. Come back for parts two and three. Thanks for joining us on this episode. (music) 